Hello, everybody, and welcome to Call a Save Point, but not for me, where we're being topical for the first time. I am your Elden Lord, Telly Hodgkinson. I'm your lowly tarnished Declan Vervincourt. That seems a little harsh, doesn't it? Yeah, well, every single person uh, says that in the game. It's like, oh, man, tarnished, gross. You know what I'm saying? That's true, but why Why you gotta be mean on yourself like that? Why can't you be an Elden Lord with me? Because I'm not an Elden Lord. Well, I mean, right. I was. That's fine. But you were? But now I'm not. Were you the first Elden Lord? Yes. Mm, gotcha. Spoilers. This is the, I ripped a this is tiger's the... head off. <laughs> I think it was a lion, but... Either way, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, today we are going to be talking about the newest release from From Software and George R. R. Martin. Uh, Elden, Elden Ring, I almost called it Elden Lord. Elden Ring is what we're talking about today. Smelden Ring, we're here. Smelden Bling. Sheldon Ring from uh, Big Bang Theory. That's my favorite show. No, it's not. Don't lie to me. <laughs> it sucks. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Elden Ring. I, I lost my life to this game the past two weeks. <laughs> I think you and I were talking about it briefly, but this is the, like this is the most hours we've put into a game for the show. Yeah, I'm clocking in at 105 at the time of recording. Jesus. Yeah. I think last time I played, I broke the 73 hour mark, maybe Jesus. 74. So I'm a little I'm a little further behind than you are, but you did a lot more exploring than I did towards the end. Yeah, and uh, I also just like did nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, what a crazy two weeks! It was definitely something. I think mm-hmm. for me, it was it was al- like it was a very unique experience to play like a topical game for the show for the first time because, like. I don't know how much you were on Twitter, Declan, but Twitter ate this game the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it reminded me of when Breath of the Wild came out, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. people were just all over this fucking game and constantly, like, just crazy clips on Twitter and memes galore. It was, it was wild. Yeah, especially with the amount of anticipation it had. Like, mm-hmm. this versus a game like, I don't know, Cyberpunk, that's the big one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, it definitely it went the right it's way. It's like this game had the experience that Cyberpunk wished it had. Right. Like all all of the hype actually um got to where it was supposed to be like it encapsulated what people wanted. Mhm. Yeah. But yeah, this was this was probably the first time in a very long time where I got to experience like people being obsessed with a game on social media and actually being a part of it. Cause that doesn't happen super often anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the last time Twitter was obsessed with a game like this was, I mean, Pokemon legends Arceus got this to some degree, but not nearly to the degree that Elden Ring has had it. Arceus, huh? Yeah. They, uh, they had a, a Pokemon, uh, Nintendo Direct not too long ago, and that's how they pronounced it. So I've I've changed my pronunciation. That's disappointing. I'm that's g- literally how Pokemon pronounces it. I'm going to stick with Arceus. Sorry. 
<laughs> it does. I do. I do like the the pronunciation of Arceus better, but uh, yeah. I'm not no scrub. I don't. I don't deliberately pronounce words wrong. That's true. It's like the Fanta Fanta debacle. That I Which had one with. is it? It's it's Fanta. Mm, I agree. Yes. Um, for those unaware, which is everyone but Tully, I went to McDonald's, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll just have a medium Fanta." And the lady asked me what what Fanta was. <laughs> she was like, "Huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, Fanta." <laughs> she was like, "I don't know what that is." I was like, "Okay, sorry, Fanta. Could I please get a Fanta, ma'am?" <laughs> she was like, "Oh," I was like, "Is it that hard? It's it sounds pretty much the same." It's literally the same letters. Exactly. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Either way. Yeah, I mean, um, I was excited for the game. Um, as you know, I popped off for most anticipated when it came out on the Game Awards. I think we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then towards its release, I started like freaking out i was like oh fuck i did the same thing for cyberpunk i'm gonna get too excited so i way dropped my expectations and i think that is why i got so locked into the game because i was like like it exceeded the expectations i had set prior to it i think it's all like mental Mm -hmm. crap you know so i I think that's why it like encapsulated me the way it did like initially Mm -hmm. yeah i I didn't have the same experience as you, but I did in the sense that I I refused to give into the hype because I did it like I learned that lesson with No Man's Sky and then saw history repeat itself with Cyberpunk. So I was like, I'm not I'm not going to touch this game. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give into the hype. I'll I'll be excited for it, but I don't I don't want to I don't want to push myself too far and then be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even buy it on release day you you had been playing it and we were in call on discord or whatever and i was like all right fine i'll, I'll give it a shot and this was before i even picked the game for the show mm-hmm. uh Just but like i was playing it before <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly but it was just so like i don't know it's i've had a lot of thoughts about this recently i don't i've seen a lot of people um whether it's through different podcasts or Twitter or just on the internet in general, talk about how this is the greatest video game of all time. Mm. And I don't, I don't want to give into that recency bias. So I'm not going to say that I want to give it, I want to give it a wide berth before we start claiming that this is the greatest video game of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would, I would genuinely be willing to say that this is the greatest souls game of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I I definitely agree. I wouldn't say it's the greatest of all time. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed the game. I would put it in top ten, top five, if I was being generous. Um, mm-hmm. But it is up there. It is really good. Um, and you know, I I can't just not give it the credit it deserves. Um, I'm not trying to push it aside at all. I think that people who are saying it's the greatest of all time have like evidence to back it up because it definitely stands up there with the greats um and who knows maybe even like after this because i'm kind of trying to like step away because this might be one of my favorite games of all time now i'm trying Mm -hmm. to like look at it from a you know 
uh, objective perspective. Oh man, that was cool. Mm-hmm. That was cool sounding. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and so like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I'm gonna say it, it's great, and I think people have have the evidence for it to back up their claims. And I would be really, I would be lying if I um, said that um, it didn't just straight up save video games for me for the second time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because um yeah you, you know the past couple episodes we were kind of like we're talking like we don't really have much games that we're we're looking to play and we're looking for suggestions and like maybe we're mm-hmm. running into some burnout um i got to say this game totally just flipped that and uh i'm i'm excited for more endeavors in uh yeah. in gaming I, I 100% agree. I, I did not expect this game to have the grip on me than it did, and then I remembered that Dark Souls 3 consumed my life, mm-hmm. and this game plays very, like, almost identically similar to Dark Souls 3, and yeah. it's like, I don't know, man. There's something about it, because it's like, if we look at it from an objective standpoint, it doesn't do much to change the Souls formula. Like, mm-hmm. it... it it is a Souls game through and through. Like, it's it's essentially a, like a Souls game incest baby because there's not much different about it if we're just looking at the 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 minute to minute gameplay. But what it what really changes it is this this fascinating open world aspect that I didn't even really know could work in a Souls game because mm-hmm. those games in general are pretty relatively open but there's still a very linear experience. Whereas this one is like, I mean, you can go anywhere and it's not often you really get to say that about open world games. Like if you really think about it, an open world game, at least a modern one tends to be very structured in what you can do. I think Skyrim was the last one where you could really just go the fuck anywhere and do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But this game, man, it does it, it does it different. And it, 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 it does it in a very, like, I don't know, man. It's really hard to describe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, y- you know, um, going along with uh, what you're talking about here, like it's it's so open and like you can do pretty much anything and all of that, and that is um, that is good uh, for for a Souls game, I think. But like the issue that I see and I've been seeing is um, the the way I played the game. Is I I canvassed the entire map. Um, I went. I probably searched every like square inch of map that there is that you mm-hmm. can explore, and um, I had a pretty easy time with most bosses um, because of all of that um, extra searching around and getting items early and stuff. And I didn't even fight Godric for like the first. 30 to 40 hours I had in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm seeing a lot of uh, newer players come in and then get stuck at Godric because that's where the graces are telling them to go. <laughs> and they don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to do the exploring stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a very happy medium there. And uh, like like when you started playing, um, I remember distinctly I... I started to feel bad because I was kind of backseat gaming you for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just didn't like, f- like from my experience, like I, 
I was like, oh my god, Tully's gonna never play this game again after getting demolished by <laughs> Margit immediately. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you handled your own just fine. Um, but I think that's just like a player-to-player thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, some people are going to run into walls, and I'm very nervous that that's going to shy them away from this game and all it has to offer. Yeah. With its open it world definitely... perspective. Yeah. I think it's not even just the open world part. I think it's definitely because, like, in a in a weird way, Elden Ring has kind of revealed that to a certain degree, like, the Dark like, Souls games are, like, a capital G gamer kind of game, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it, it, until Elden Ring came out, like, Dark Souls games were, like, they were, I, I would not call them mainstream games, you know? Like... Mm-hmm. But Elden Ring kind of put Souls-like games on the map for a lot of different people. And so a lot of people who came into this game are experiencing this thing for the first time. And, you know, it's not often that uh, a video game comes out and, like, it has, it has like, lore, like, previous, like, real-world lore that you have to know, like a lot of what I saw on Twitter was people being like, okay, if this is your first time playing a Souls game, you don't have to do this, or you should definitely absolutely do this, or here's what, here's a thing you can do to make your life easier. Like, there are prior knowledge prerequisites Mm -hmm. to these games that I didn't really pay attention to beforehand. Um, But now that Elden Ring has kind of been propelled into, like, like lowercase g gamer culture um it's like it's there are so many things that you have to pay attention to that you don't really think about when you've played these games prior you know Mm -hmm. yeah and um some of that can be um amounted to streamers um i feel like every single uh streamer who plays games felt like they needed to play elden ring when it came out just because yeah, sure. of like the the Dark Souls, the Souls game like stigma, but um, I mean, hey, at, more people getting to uh, play this game is uh, is nice. Um, I for one am a Souls veteran. I know you've been in pretty much every Souls game too, um, mm-hmm. maybe minus Bloodborne. I don't know how much you played of that one. Bloodborne and Dark Souls two are the only ones that I haven't beaten. Okay. But I've played one and three. Yeah, um, Sekiro is the one that I haven't. Um, which, But I've heard great things, too, about Sekiro, so I'm planning on playing that eventually. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a cool down, though, for my soul's tolerance. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred hours changes a man. Well, that and, you know, I beat the game, right? And uh, mm-hmm. immediately afterward, I just launched a new character and kept going. <laughs> So um, I'm still playing. So I don't yeah. know what to do, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, more people getting into this genre means a lot to me personally. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just because that is like, um, this is one of the series that have stuck with me uh, for a long time. One that I'll stand by for a long time until they start like 
pumping out shit if they ever do but you know it's been all mm-hmm. bangers from from soft so i don't yeah seriously i don't i don't see that happening anytime soon mm-hmm. one of like one of the other things that i've also kind of appreciated about this game and i i would imagine like helped propel this game into like modern gaming culture is it definitely is like the most quote accessible uh souls game and i think the open world really lends itself to that because Mm -hmm. part of part of the souls franchise is um having the mental fortitude to bash your head against a wall until the wall breaks Mm um and you know there there is some of that in this game's dna but the fact that you can like you know if you're if you're stuck in one area you can always go to a different area and explore that area and maybe you'll have an easier time there and then you can return to the previous area like a lot of what this game does to limit the amount of like like waypoints i guess you could say like the fact that this game doesn't give you a concrete direction in which you need to go, it just kind of gives you suggestions, really lends itself to, like, just kind of let you do or go wherever and kind of figure out, you know, where where your character works best for the skill level that it's at. <clears throat> and, you know, if, if one area doesn't work, you can always go to another. And um, I think... I don't know. It it almost lends itself to being like one of like one of the most unique Souls games. Like I think Sekiro is probably one, like the more unique Souls game in like minute to minute gameplay just because of how different the combat style is in this. But as far as like the core Souls games like D- Dark Souls and Bloodborne, this one is it's on at least for me it's on a completely different level in like exploration alone. Mm-hmm. There's there's like stuff jam packed in every single like nook and cranny. This mm-hmm. this game definitely does not feel like it's um like a barren open world like a lot of Ubisoft games do nowadays. You know. Yeah, exactly. There is like zero space wasted in this map. <laughs> yeah, um, especially with a lot of like the Assassin's Creed games that have like big vast open worlds and you know all these other like fucking games that are like you know i i'd say at least are kind of barren mm-hmm. um, it's kind of just like breath of the wild too because uh breath of the wild also had like everything jam-packed which is really cool yeah exactly so yeah th- there's like a lot of uh lines you can uh connect to breath of the wild if uh if link like to get stabbed through the chest every 10 seconds there is a lot of breath of the wild dna in this game that's for sure Mm -hmm. um another thing that i think really helped out with the whole open world thing that a lot of uh games kind of sleep on is the use of a uh faster way of moving (laughs) like like the uh the horse Mm -hmm. or torrent uh it's like a 50 50 chance whether the game will give you a, a faster movement option Mm-hmm. Um, other than just fast traveling. Um, so I really appreciate that. And the double jump is amazing for exploration as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like 
the, like, you're really, your only options in this game are use torrent, walk on your feet, or fast travel. Mm-hmm. But, like, the map, the map works in such a way in which, like, <clears throat> even if you were to travel on just your feet, like, the map isn't, like, ridiculously large in such a way in that it would feel daunting to run from one end to the other. Like, it would be impractical, but it would be doable. Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of modern open-world games tote that their map is huge, but in in sacrificing... In, in introducing such a large map, it sacrifices, like, being able to travel and explore, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, part of part of what also makes this game so great is because there's so much jammed into this map like it's not it's not overwhelming um but it also gives you enough to explore so that you know you're never really running out of things to do as you explore the map Mm -hmm. Um, i was very surprised that this game was able to hold my attention because um, a lot of open world games i tend to um look at the map and um, immediately just feel like there's no point. This is too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be exploring forever. Um, and uh, I the the first and only time I felt like that is uh, after leaving Godric's um, or Stormvale and looking out at uh, Liurnia and seeing just mm-hmm. like the lake and then everything around it. I was like. Yeah, it's like this is a lot, but you know that area is just kind of like th- th- that's probably the most scattered area in the game. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, the thing that was kind of nice about it for me is um, much also like Breath of the Wild. Uh, it it's like it doesn't give you the whole map right away. It just mm-hmm. gives you like like items you can pick up to uncover parts of the map and i think that's kind of nice because it it almost like limits the scope of the game like when you're first in the game like imagine if the whole map had been unlocked right away that would be incredibly daunting Mm -hmm. but the fact that it limits it to just this very small section of like the first area that that definite yeah that definitely really helps in you know it it's almost like the game is communicating to you, like, eventually you will have this whole grand scope unlocked, but for now, just focus on exploring this little area and see what you can find in this area and, like, work with that for now. And then later you can go and explore other areas. Yeah, when I, when I first got the map, I was a little worried, to be honest. I was like, it's that small? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it branched out to be, like, six times the size as the original. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. That and then another thing that blew my mind was that I realized that there's a whole entire extra, like, map uh, underneath everything. There's yep. a, the whole underground area. I was like, fuck. So like, mm-hmm. there's so much here to do. It's really, it's really crazy just how much they managed to, like, shove into this game. You know, I don't even think I'm done with the game yet. I kind of want to get all the achievements. I've got 33 out of uh, 42. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it, it would be cool to uh, to be able to plat um, just like a bunch of other people have been seeing on Twitter. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's a very um, daunting task because 
the ones I don't have are get every single legendary armament or spell, and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to re-look through the entire map because I obviously missed a couple things here. Mm-hmm. But. That's kind of the issue with, like, one of the issues I have with Souls games is, like, the achievement aspect of it because almost every Souls game includes some form of, like, collect every of this item. And that's not always, like... Fun fun after a certain degree like those are definitely the kinds of achievements that i wait for a guide to come out so mm-hmm. i can just follow that and then go collect them all but yeah yeah but like damn there's just like so much um so much everything in this game so mm-hmm. i don't know, i i still might might still be playing this game for a while who knows um Another thing, uh, my my history with Souls games, uh, uh, our our friend and uh, guest from last uh, quick save Jacob, um, he introduced me to Dark Souls one, and that is what I spent a lot of my life doing for like four years, <laughs> <laughs> and um, still like he was just always a step ahead of me, and I I found I was like Elden Ring coming out this is my chance and like that's that that was part of my my mad dash was like i'm gonna know more about this game than jacob (laughs) it's almost like a a a student becoming the teacher moment and um Mm -hmm. man i i kind of you know i feel a little bad because um there were some things we we didn't agree on that i was correct in (laughs) through throughout the game Mm-hmm. and um you know uh jacob whenever you listen to this uh just just know i'm i'm i am the better elden ring player <laughs> jesus <laughs> oh man i'm kidding buddy i'd pvp you though if you were on pc <laughs> <laughs> and win <laughs> god you're such a tool i know <laughs> that's funny but on that aspect, part of what was really nice about this game was, like, it sort of, it gave me the feeling of what it was like to play video games pre-internet, mm-hmm. because I deliberately went out of my way to make sure I didn't, like, I didn't look anything up, or, like, I tried my best to not, like, have to have to resort to a guide to do things, mm-hmm. but what I did take advantage of was like word to mouth discoveries of like you know you Jacob and I would be on call just all playing Elden Ring separately and I'd be like hey I found this thing do you guys know what it does and you'd be like oh yeah you can bring it to here and do this with it mm-hmm. and that that definitely added to a lot of my enjoyment in this game because it was fun to not only be able to explore the game for myself effectively spoiler free but also at the same time you know, when I needed to rely on other people, like, resort to a sort of, like, word of mouth aspect where, like, the thing you could be telling me is completely wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go try it anyway to see if it works. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, that that's always fun. I, I do think, though, I, I was a little overkill in the beginning. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Well, at the same time, though, it was kind of nice to, you know know that like just go straight and unlock torrent 
Although I will say there were a couple of times where I had to be like, you have to remember, I've played these games too. I understand its DNA. You can trust me. I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely was like trying to hold your hand a little bit there, but you know, mm-hmm. um, I, after that first time I think we were playing I kind of like I realized that I kind of like backed off a bit um, mm-hmm. let you do your thing because um, it was like I there was a boss I was going to fight and you were like oh man he's going to be tough there's no way you're going to beat him and then I smoked him first try and mm-hmm. you and Jacob were both like whoa okay mm-hmm. game recognized game yeah right <laughs> and like it was it was funny because like all three of us like played very differently um I I would stick to like whatever area I was in, completely finish it, and then move on to the boss. Um, you would kind of just like take it at your own pace, um, do mm-hmm. do whatever you thought was best uh, at the time, um, take on bosses and stuff. Um, and uh, Jacob would just run past everything and just get math pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jacob was like. Jacob's style of play was bizarre because he, like, I don't think Jacob even really knew what he wanted to do because he kept trying to respec. And then when he yeah. couldn't respec anymore, he started a new character to try and figure out what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then. Whereas you and I had our builds figured out, like, pretty much from the get go. Yeah. Um, he, he, I think he was having a bit of a, um, a, a midlife crisis character. <laughs> Didn't really know what was happening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that was one of the, the funniest moments we've ever had. We were on call, and he was like, I'm starting a new character. I've, I've run out of Larval Tears, which is what you use to uh, respec. And uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm like, how many did you use? He was like, four. There's only four in the game, period. <laughs> we're both like, uh, well, we both we have, have like, like 12. 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we hadn't touched any of them either, so. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know if he's still running that character, but man, it's so funny. <laughs> we were laughing our asses off. That was so funny. Um, yeah, I think he just decided to go with whatever character he made after that, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, uh, we were gonna have him on and everything, but uh, our our uh, schedules didn't line up. Yeah. This point, but I know, you know, like. For him, he's like he's the one that got us. Well, he's the one that got you into Dark Souls. I managed to get into Dark Souls just kind of apropos of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like Dark Souls One is his shit. Like yeah. when when I played Dark Souls One for the first time, like you and him were like my go to guys of like, um, and that's actually kind of the perfect example of what I was talking about earlier of like knowing like having prior knowledge is essential for this game because it was like okay like you guys really didn't spoil anything for me but it was like you were able to tell me okay here's a decent weapon if you want to like if you want to have an easier time with a couple bosses in the early game you can go and grab this Mm -hmm. um and so it was kind of nice to be able to experience this game knowing how how much you guys know about souls games but we're all kind of at the same knowledge level so it was really it was really fun to be like okay we can we can help each other out here we don't have to rely on one person to guide us through this area we can all kind of like help each other out you know Mm -hmm. and like even stuff like we wouldn't normally think about too because i remember you texted me you're like did you know you could double jump on torrent and i was like yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was like i was like 
30 hours into the game before I realized that I could double jump with the horse. Because I'd never thought to try it. I, I forgot about that. I think I was I was at work and I like looked at my phone and I was like, are they fucking with me? Like, <laughs> dude, I was, I was blown the fuck away. I was like, how am I 30 hours into this game? And I just figured this out. So fucking funny. Oh man. Um, another thing I, I liked about, uh, us playing at the same time is that like, we actively helped each other with the bosses. Like we summoned, summoned each other in. Um, mm-hmm. for for certain bosses and i thought i thought that was super nice um, yeah being able to rely on each other in that way too yeah like it wasn't a and in some cases it was an example of like someone is way further than you are and you're just trying to catch up but a lot of it too was like we're all relatively in the same spot and we're all kind of having trouble with this boss so let's like you know tit for tat let's let's help each other out you know yeah and um <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was super nice and um I I am pretty pretty happy for like different different uh the aspects we played cuz if we played like the exact same way, we wouldn't be mm-hmm. helping each other out at all, you know. It would kind of just be like, "Oh yeah, we all saw this." Yeah. Um, cuz I think this would actually be a good point to detail the the builds that we had before so we can kind of touch on this aspect a little mm-hmm. more. Um So what uh what did you go with? So I did a uh, bleed arcane build. Um, so basically, uh, I started out as samurai, and you know the entire game was pretty easy because the bleed is busted as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take out just like full HP bars after like three or four hits, um, which is why, like, I think I had like a mid game wall there where I was kind of like man this sucks um because mm-hmm. i'm kind of just killing everything anyway it doesn't matter uh moral of the story uh bleed arcane i was using um rivers of blood for a bit and then uh hand of millennia which is a really cool weapon i remember sending um you a snap of the special ability and yeah it whoa. was crazy yeah um it was really cool um so yeah i was pretty much like katanas and stuff and i had a couple of um uh, faith um, spells uh, that doubled in arcane, so like a bunch of dragon stuff. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but late game, I actually swapped into a quality build at at the very end for the last boss. I swapped into quality and used a spear. It was weird. I don't hmm. know why I did that, but you know I did. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Souls games make you make decisions that you even you don't understand. Exactly. I was I was like, this is a cool looking spear. I'm gonna try this, and then I beat it first try mm-hmm. <laughs> after having issues. Um, <laughs> but how about you? Uh, so I I deliberately went for something completely different than what I normally do in Souls games. I went for a sort of like Arcana Dex build, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um. My like the melee weapon I used ended up changing a lot, um, but I made sure I always had a staff on hand. Uh, I was using a lot of sorceries for like early to mid game, and then eventually I started to introduce incantations into my build to sort of introduce a new style of like uh, 
Arcana. Um, but a lot of what I ended up using, uh, I had a Grave Scythe for a long time because that be- that comes with an innate bleed ability. Uh, but eventually I, I switched over to the Sword of Night and Flame because it has a really good um, Arcana attack. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was primarily my build is I wanted to try and focus on using a lot of, uh, magic type, uh, attacks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, magic, but both magic and bleed are the two most busted builds in this game. So, uh, yeah, they're super <laughs> overpowered. Yeah. That, that goes to show how, how we play our games. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even really do it on purpose. Like I chose the Arcana build and then later it came out like this is fucking broken. Yeah. M- me neither. Like I picked uh samurai cause I'm a weeb and, uh, I I I use like in, in Dark Souls one and uh, three I always picked up the Uchi Katana, and I didn't even realize I had the Uchi Katana until I looked into my menu and it said Uchi. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Started with that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was doing bleed. It was just uh, coincidental. Yeah. But yeah, um, two most busted builds in, in the yeah. game. But. Uh, back to the reason why I brought up our builds in the first place is like there were definitely a lot of instances where um, especially I was like okay does anyone know of any like decent spells that they've just like stumbled across and there were a couple of times where you're like oh yeah I picked up like there was this really cool I won't say like you were always like I don't want to spoil anything but there's a really cool staff in this area if you go explore here and it would be like it would be like a boss drop item Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there were, like, different spells that you just kind of... Ri- like, you or Jacob randomly stumbled across, and you were like, oh, yeah, just go... Like, there's some decent ones in this area. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of times where Jacob was like, does anyone know where any larval tears are? And I was like, yes, there's not only four in the game. <laughs> <laughs> there are, in fact, 12 that we know of right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, um, it, was, it, it was really nice being able to... Uh, collaborate even if we weren't running the same builds Mm -hmm. and um yeah and that too uh, i remember i went into your world and dropped a couple items um like uh maybe one or two occasions because i wasn't going to use them. i think it was i think it was just the one scythe you dropped me oh yeah the uh the clean route one yeah That that was that was a scythe i ended up using for a lot of like like mid to late game and then i switched up later but that scythe, that scythe is really good. Mm-hmm. I I ended up uh, power stancing Uchigatana's, um, so in both hands. That's what power mm-hmm. stancing means for people who don't know, um, because you can find one, uh, another one in uh, some uh, crypt somewhere, and I did that for a long time, mm-hmm. and, and then I feel like I swapped. What, oh yeah, then I then I put the um, arcane um, seal in my hand for, or it was like a dragon seal or something, and mm-hmm. then I got the rivers of blood late game, and then I swapped out rivers of blood pretty quick for hand of millennia, and then it was the a thing that was spear of grand Sacks, I think yeah that's another cool one oh yeah, the thing that is also kind of nice about this game that I've just like noticed through being on Twitter during the life cycle of this game is like a lot of a lot of Dark Souls games and 
well, I guess specifically Dark Souls games is a lot of the builds in those games boil down to like either a strength build, a dex build, or a quality build. And there's really not a lot of in-between play there. But the way that Elden Ring goes about distributing its like different weapons and loot is it really it really gives you the opportunity to explore a lot of variety of different weapons. Like normally ev- almost all the time like it's really easy to fall into the trap in Dark Souls games of like go with a strength build because despite the fact that those weapons hit slow they hit really hard. But in this game it's like it lends itself to giving you the option of like okay, well, you know, you can you can try this weapon for now, but maybe oh, here's like uh, a boss drop of like a, a halberd or a greatsword that you could use for a little bit. But then also, oh, mm-hmm. here's this here's this sword that does bleed damage that is a, a katana and probably doesn't hit as hard as your current sword does, but it swings pretty quickly and it has bleed on it. Um, it's it's little things like that that contribute to like I don't I haven't seen anyone across the internet or even just through you Jacob and I like nobody is using the same build as anyone else. It's all like everyone's always got something a little different going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and and that's a really cool aspect. Uh, but I do remember getting kind of mad seeing like a ton of like bleed weapons that looked really cool that scaled with faith and i was like what the fuck (laughs) i'm not using a faith build but all of the cool weapons are faith (laughs) or and there are a lot of faith scaling weapons in this game i was surprised yeah there is so many faith weapons i was like what the fuck i thought Mm -hmm. that was all sort of the sword of night and flame which is the blade i ended up using is a is a intelligent intelligence faith scaling weapon and i was like i don't like thank god i'm using this build i am because if i wasn't that weapon wouldn't up be nearly as good as i needed it to be right um so i i actually have a question here um what okay let's let's break this up into two questions N- number one mm-hmm. what was your favorite boss and number two what which was the boss you had the most trouble with okay so I think here is a good point then to just be like, we're going to, like, for the most part, we really haven't spoiled anything in the game. But I think it's fair to say we're going to at least spoil some bosses in this game. So if you don't want any bosses spoiled, here's your warning. Um, My favorite boss, my favorite boss is the two ancestral spirits. Uh, Mm. The, primarily for one reason, I love the aesthetic, or, primarily for two reasons. I love the aesthetic of the arena and the boss itself, uh, but also the music in those boss fights are fucking gorgeous. It's mm-hmm. so, like, it, it it has a lot of, like, Gwyn boss fight DNA in it because the music is, like, somber almost, mm-hmm. and it's not, like, you know, it's not this, like, grand orchestral, like, clear, like, very obviously boss music, but it's it's, like, it's mellow and quiet and it almost gives you this 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 idea of like there aren't many of these creatures left in this world but you have to kill it anyway and it's those boss fights are like fucking beautiful i love those fights Mm -hmm. um my most difficult fight uh let me think probably it's probably honestly a tie between general radon and 
uh, Margit, honestly. I yeah. had a lot of issues with Margit early on in the game, and I know you know that. Um, yeah. And that Radon fight is really fucking hard, too. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of issues with Radon. I remember... Uh... I think you summoned me in for a little bit. For I did. Redon. Yep. Um, yeah, I did summon you in for Radon. We were never able to beat it, but I okay. got it eventually. Right. Um, what about you? Yeah. Uh, I th- I think my favorite boss. Oh my god. Why did I ask this question but not even think about it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you the 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 boss I had the most trouble with was uh, um, the final two. Uh, I I won't say really. I, I won't say what they are, but it's it's a one boss, and then another boss back to back with no extra healing or anything like that. Um, yeah, I had issues with that. That that was probably the longest it took me to fight a boss. That or uh, the Melania fight. Those two were hard. Mm. Yeah, you were telling me about that Melania fight. Yeah, but I do. I, you, I remember you having a lot of trouble with it. I also remember hearing you literally scream in excitement when you <laughs> when you yeah. finally beat it. Yeah, but Harry I... and I were, like, watching TV, and you were just like, let's go! Yeah, um, so I think I'm actually going to get my favorite to the Millennium fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, I... <laughs> it it, it might have just been because of, like, me trying to finish the game and not having it not work for me, out for mm-hmm. me. Um, that really made me upset, but I was really not having a good time with that fight. Really? Yeah. I actually, I didn't, I won't say I didn't have trouble with that fight, but I actually, I was very surprised at how, like, I wouldn't say easy, but like, I got through that fight in maybe 10 or so tries. Like, I don't know, like, I had some trouble with it, but I don't think I had nearly as much trouble as you did by the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took me, uh... Um, couple hours uh, the night we were talking when I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to beat the game tonight, and then most of the next day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ugh. Um, but, you know, that's how it goes. Uh, speaking of bosses, though, one more I want to bring up. Um, Rykard. Oh, yeah. Remember how you said, um, or when you asked me if there was any easier way to beat Rykard? And I said, have you used the spear in the room? And you said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that essentially is not what, I'm, what I was asking. I'm asking if you used the spear because you want to know what I did? What? <laughs> I was not having Rykard. I didn't want to have any issues with it. I was done. So mm-hmm. I took the spear, upgraded it to max, Um Oh. Res- respect into it full strength build <laughs> came back and was doing 2500 damage to him every hit <laughs> holy I just, shit i fucked him up first that's try. fucking hilarious yeah. <laughs> that fight was really cool because it was like when you go into that fight it doesn't tell you that it's a, it's the Rikard fight right away it's just the god devouring serpent and i was like okay this is just another boss and i assume the Rikard fight is after this yeah. But then the boss turns into Rykard, and I was like, holy shit, that was really fucking cool. Yeah. It also reminds me a lot of the the Yorm the Giant fight in Dark mm-hmm. Souls 3, because that one also has the same gimmick of, like, this weapon is... It basically has no other purpose than fighting this one boss, because it has a special ability to basically use wind attacks to do extra damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I a lot of people had a lot of issues with the Yorm fight in Dark Souls 3 because of that gimmick, but I thought it was really cool, and I was glad that they kind of gave it an homage in this game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all in all, I think it was a pretty fun fight. Uh, mm-hmm. If nothing else, the spectacle's cool, because you're, like, throwing out, like, wind attacks as well. It's kind of like the same. Yeah. It, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, there are a ton of bosses. There are, like more than you could count on your hands and toes so more than 20 at least yeah (laughs) (laughs) why'd you say it like that i don't know Uh, i was looking for something to like compare it to (laughs) (laughs) the best you could come up with was your 20 fingers and toes yeah and uh yeah (laughs) Yeah, it, it's definitely, it. I, I mean, obviously it's the largest Dark Souls game to date, and yep. the fact that this game is able to feel unique through the entire experience is, it's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, couple more things. Um, number one, Caleb made me feel super uncomfortable. I don't know what it was. Um, really? Yeah, I actually felt like a sense of dread while going through Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because usually I'm into that kind of stuff, uh, but I actually did not like it at all. <laughs> I I don't suffer from this, but I can imagine that someone who suffers from tryptophobia is like Kaled is that person's fucking nightmare because yeah. it's like it's that kind of shit everywhere. It's holes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, did you? Uh, how much did you end up parrying in this game? Uh, I tried to parry Margit, and I failed and didn't parry the rest of the game. I, I parried in the tutorial area and did not parry the rest of the game. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would, cause like normally, like in other Dark Souls games, parrying is like one thing that I try to do a lot. But in this game, it was like, I didn't, it didn't feel like it was required in certain other Souls games. Like I, I, I generally had no trouble not parrying which is usually not the case Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's like it's got the dna of souls games but i think it plays like crazy different in a lot of areas Mm -hmm. so yeah um i don't i don't really think there's like oh well i guess last thing i want to touch on um, i'm not gonna spoil it but the uh ending to me was a little underwhelming um yeah i think like which um we did we did I the guess, same one we did yeah I, I looked at your achievements okay yeah <laughs> i think i think part of the reason maybe why it didn't make as much sense is because we didn't go with like the traditional ending we mm-hmm. went with like a side ending that maybe makes more sense with the context of the original ending because i i i definitely had the same thought of like this makes literally zero sense Mm. but i also thought like i also understand that i didn't go with like the ending most players are gonna get right uh so yeah i think that has a lot to do with it but yeah i mean like other than that like i think that's like like the whole game kind of like is amazing and then the only thing that i really had a gripe about was that but i mean you're probably right with the whole uh um we kind of went off the beaten path thing so Mm -hmm. 
but yeah I, I think that's pretty much it for me yeah i i agree i mean in summary this game it's effing rocks it's fucking, bro <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> sick dude i mean it like it genuinely is it i fuck I, i'm falling into the trap a little bit but it it genuinely is one of like it's easily in the top f- fucking like it's it's up there for one of the greatest games i've ever played yeah I, I, it's I really agree. fucking good. If not the best spot, it's up there somewhere. Yeah. I I don't know that I could personally give it the greatest video game of all time because that's a big title, and I think we've tried to discuss that a bit already. Yeah. Um, but, god damn, it's really fucking good. Yeah. I can't, I can't uh, recommend it enough um, if you can get through it. <laughs> yeah. If you have if you have the patience for this kind of game, it's absolutely completely worth it, in my opinion. Dark Souls has made me a sub, and I still am, so that's why I can keep going. I'm a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I mean, if if we're uh, if we're done with that, uh, should. Should we? Uh, you have anything for VR? Or should we just move on to the game right away? Um. Well, there was something I wanted to briefly touch on, uh, but it it feels like a bit of a larger conversation. But I think something that needs to be addressed when it comes to this, I like the the Dark Souls games is, um, every time a new one comes out there is a conversation that crops up of like whether these games need an easy mode. Uh, And I think, you know, it's for, for people like you and I, Declan, who are like perfectly able-bodied people, Mm -hmm. uh, the response generally tended to be like, no, this game doesn't need an easy mode. Just be a, just be a man and beat it. Don't be a bitch. Um, But recently in the last few years, I've like, uh, you know, I, through, through different mediums, I've discovered the, like, that part of what sparks a lot of that conversation is the fact that these games, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, are generally very inaccessible to, uh, differently abled people. Mm-hmm. Um, if just like a shout out for the show if you're more interested in learning about this kind of topic uh i highly recommend checking out steven spawn on twitter uh steven spawn spelled s-p-h-o-n i believe uh he he runs an organization about and like that advocates for differently abled gamers and uh he sort of opened my eyes to this idea of like the, the idea of Souls games having an easy mode isn't just about making it easier for people. It's about making it, more like... accessible. Yeah, more accessible to people who aren't able to play games the way that a perfectly... I shouldn't say perfectly able, but, like, someone, someone like you and I who are capable of using a standard controller mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. So, I don't... I Like... I, we don't really have the time to get into it here, but I think it's worth bringing up, like, uh, whenever games like this come out, or just games in general, like, it's very important to keep that kind of thing 
in like in the conversation like when when mm-hmm. someone brings up like I am actually genuinely incapable of playing this game because of the way it's designed and uh, things like that and talking about accessibility options in games in general like there there is a very large section of gamers who like like this is the thing they have to advocate for because they don't always get it a lot of the time you know what I mean mm-hmm. I I think uh, personally um if it's down to uh, being able to like physically play the game, um, that is a conversation that needs to be had. Um, mm-hmm. People should be able to enjoy uh, media forms um, without any um, discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when it comes to like um, skill <laughs> or like being able to like get through rough patches, I think that's the point of the game so i i do enjoy um i I, will not enjoy i do think that um accessibility needs to be taken into account Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean that that's kind of it i mean you know Mm -hmm. period like these people yeah like yeah like people need to be able to (laughs) enjoy art forms yeah exactly i think I don't I don't really think it needs to be a whole discussion as long as we can just say like mm-hmm. pe- everyone should just be able to enjoy video games period point blank that's yeah. it you know yeah no also, no gatekeeping yeah exactly also uh another important thing uh we tweeted about it through our twitter uh but uh Declan and I highly recommend you check out the itchio bundle for ukraine mm-hmm. uh it's uh it is a Itch.io is a indie game platform where people can, you know, develop basically whatever they want and then upload it, uh, whether that's for free or for a monetary value. Um, and every once in a while, they'll do these bundles to support causes. Um, uh, I'm looking at the the infographic here. It's it reads about around a thousand works. So that's like. Uh, different games or um, development tools for games or I know there's a couple of like tabletop uh, RPGs like instruction booklets in there mm-hmm. so there's around a thousand works work, works over worth over $6,500 and it's a minimum $10 donation and all of the all donations go to uh, different humanitarian aid to support uh you know, refugees and civilians over in uh, Ukraine right now. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think I, I personally uh, donated and I, I, uh, I, I, I picked up the bundle. Uh, there's some pretty great stuff in there. All of uh, Extremely OK Games uh, works are in there. So like Celeste and Towerfall and all its DLC. Uh, there's Baba is You, which is a, a great indie puzzle game. Uh I can't. I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head, but there are some really great titles in there that uh, I think I personally believe it's worth checking out, even if it isn't just for uh, the the donation. I think it's a really. I mean, obviously, it's a great fucking deal. Over sixty five hundred dollars worth of games and shit, and you can only and all all you have to pay is ten dollars, and it goes towards a great cause. So yeah, you could like that being said, you could also you know pay more or like however you feel is necessary. Yes, that's um, right. But you know. Uh, for for that amount of money, it's definitely worth it. I mean, I think it would be worth it without any incentive, but you know, yeah, here we absolutely. are. Absolutely. 
um, it's just a nice little added on bonus. It's a great cause because, like, mm-hmm. it's um, it's not only is it a good uh, cause to you know help out. No matter how you feel about the war going on in Ukraine, it's always good to aid humanitarian efforts. You know, mm-hmm. for the civilians that can't help the fact that their homes are being destroyed, but also. Um, you know, aside from the Ukrainian aspect, it also brings a lot of attention to smaller indie developers who may not get all of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 indie game space in games is one of like it's arguably it's far more important than any AAA developer in general, because indie games are so much of the DNA of what games culture is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And on a complete side note, just. You know, shout out to our guys out in uh, Ukraine, um, all yeah. the civilians out there. We're uh, we're rooting for you to get out of there. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Russia fucks off. I know that's probably not going to happen, but um, uh, it's horrible stuff that's happening to you guys. Just hang in there, you know. Yeah, it. I think it's fair to say, like, you know, it's it's easy to look at. I think the thing too is it's easy to look at like. Russia as a whole is the aggressor, but a lot of yeah. a lot of the um, a lot of like the talk going on around like social media and whatnot is like nobody really wants this war. It was just right. kind of Putin's just weird Putin, yeah. like power fantasy of wanting to recreate the Soviet Union, and you know it's 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 easy to villainize the aggressor, but in reality, like not not everybody wants this war to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. And- um, the, the, the Russian people out there who are actively protesting and, you know, don't want this to happen, you know, uh, you, you guys are also trying to get out of Russia. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, like, shout out to you guys, too. I know it's not easy. Um, it is. It's not always safe to protest against the government in a place like Russia. So, yeah, I, I, have, I have nothing but respect for those people. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like. And I, I know there are um, there are safe flights into uh, the UK. I saw um, you don't need like to test or anything before uh, getting a flight out there. Uh, granted, you can get a flight, but um, if you need a place to escape to, and you have the money, I guess you could. Uh, that's one place you can get in. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that this is an infographic now, and we're not all super educated. But, you know. Yeah, we're not. We're not experts. Don't don't always listen to us. We don't know what we're, the fuck we're talking about. We just wanted to say, everyone. I hope you're all safe. Yeah. All right, but now now that I now that we've got the important shit out of the way, I think we can I think we can reveal the next game. Unless you've got something. Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. I was gonna bring up uh, Ukraine stuff, but uh, we've already okay. uh, encapsulated that, so it's fine. Um, okay, cool. So this next game, um, I am not sure how excited you'll be. <laughs> okay. Um, I know you like the franchise, but um, it might not be the cup of tea right now you're looking for. Um, mm-hmm. And I had to try and pick a game that I could maybe beat faster as two weeks from now, I myself will be going to the UK and won't mm-hmm. be there to record. So, um, what we're going to be playing is, uh, the Pokemon Gen 4 remakes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because I am confident in my ability to play Pokemon games very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I, that, I genuinely was not expecting that. Wow. 
Okay, I'm excited. Really? What what, what was on the docket? What, what were you expecting? I Dude, I have no idea. We've been so engulfed in Elden Ring that other than like Call of Duty Zombies, dude, I don't think any other video game has crossed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have forgotten all I have forgotten all video games exist <laughs> since this game came out. Damn. I, I bought and installed um, Pokemon Diamond last night because I know you have Pearl. Mm-hmm. So there we go. That's what we're playing. All right. I'm excited. Sick. Um, cool. So, you know, um, plugging time, right? <laughs> plugging time indeed all right so uh we have an email uh for listener questions or uh games recommendations or really whatever uh so if you would like to send an email you can send that to call a save point podcast at gmail.com uh we also have a twitter where we plug uh excuse me fuck uh, where we plug uh, humanitarian efforts and uh, shit for the show. Uh, so if you would like to follow that, you can follow that at Call a Save Point. Uh, and then also go rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because you can do that now on Spotify. I always forget you can do that on Spotify, but you can. And that, that five uh, stars on Spotify because of me. <laughs> thanks Declan thanks uh, but also just kind of spread the show around to, to all your friends and family and whatnot, because we need more listeners and also interact and listener, with us so listeners are always good yes interact with us so we know you're alive mm-hmm. <laughs> alright also should we should we announce what the next quick save is going to be uh, sure I think I completely forgot what it was uh, but I'll uh, let you say it. So let's see. This episode will go up on the 14th of March. So our next quick save episode would be on the 21st, which is before you go to England. So that's good. Um, yeah, so, weekend, yep. yep. So our next quick save is going to be on the 21st of March. And we're going to be talking about uh, what was it? I believe it was difficulty in video games. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, the idea of difficulty in video games and what what that means for us. Mm-hmm. So that'll be the next quick save. Cool. All so right. yeah, look forward to that, people. I will look forward to it because I will be recording it. <laughs> yeah. And then also, <laughs> should we reveal what the April episode is going to be or do you want to save on that one for sa- now? Let's save it for next episode. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Cool. All right. So, yeah, that's the show, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time, people. Bye, everybody. Bye.